Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today is a special day. It's 200, episode 200. And I didn't know what I wanted to do to celebrate it. I didn't know how this was going to work. I didn't know who I wanted to have on the show with me. But what I did know is that Pete had to be part of it. Mighty Pete had to be part of this episode. Somehow, some reason, I don't know. We just had an absolute blast recording both of the episodes, both for his podcast, Fire in the Belly, and also my podcast, Focus on Why. And I just thought, here we go. Let's just do this. Let's just have a conversation and talk about what 200 means. You've just celebrated your 200th and mine today. So let's let's do this, Pete. Welcome. Well, listen, thanks for thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me steal the microphone. I love it. It's a, it's a great chance and uh, I'm honoured to be here. So thank you, Amy, for that. First of all, congratulations. 200 is a, it's a massive milestone. Tell me, how does that feel, first of all? Feels amazing. It feels, it feels a little bit weird because we're recording this before I've actually hit it. So it's, it's kind of weird because it's a bit surreal because I haven't actually hit 200. So I'm pretending to feel how I will be feeling actually now that it's being released on this day. But let's just say I didn't know where this podcast was going to go when I first started it last year. I didn't know what it was going to do and and what ripple effects it would cause. I didn't know what impact it would make. I didn't know who would be on the show. I didn't know so many things. But all what I did know was that it had to be done, that there was just this calling to push it out into the ether. And I'm so glad I did. So talk talk to about this. What's changed? I mean, the original intention, right, at the very start. I mean, you set off on this journey for a reason and, and a, as you say, a calling. How has that message or has that message changed, that calling changed for you to today, to the 200th? It's got bigger. It's, it, the more people I've spoken to, the more people have reacted have have contacted me the more people I'm now working with from coaching client perspective the more people I'm helping other people to launch their podcasts you know there's so many different avenues that I didn't quite realize would unravel from this first sort of idea the conception of the podcast and it has got bigger clearly it's got bigger it's you know it's in so many countries I think last count was 87 and it's just I didn't, I, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't know that, well, I knew it was big. I knew that the whole concept focus on why, because it's a, it's a big question. It's a, it's a big deal. It's, it's, a, it's a fundamental question that we, we ask of ourselves at various points in our life. And so I knew that that had kind of gravitas. I knew that it had legs. What I didn't quite realize was, was how it would unfold, how it would manifest and how people would take it on themselves and how people would embrace it and live it and and share it you know it's been an incredible community of people who have come on and shared why they do what they do and they've gone on to achieve great things as a result of questioning themselves there have been several people who have 
totally change what they're doing as a result of coming on the podcast. And their course of life has has gotten in a totally different direction because they've stopped and paused and taken that opportunity to look at what they're doing and why they're doing it. Do you think in turn that's that's reflected on you? Has it influenced your life in in doing this as well? Yeah, absolutely. I've I've taken many pauses. And I know a lot of people say, do you ever stop? But actually, yeah, I do. (laughs) I I stopped and, and reflected. I mean, even my reflections episodes, every time I I record those, when I'm reflecting back on the previous few episodes, it makes me think about what they've shared. And and then I go off and explore in more detail, go and do a bit of research about what they might have shared. I might not have known something that they've shared. And and so it's enriched my life. It's it's made my life so much more broad-minded. I've opened my mind much more than I, I expected to. I've questioned my values. I've I've analysed my values. I've aligned them more, and I've just continued my growth and my learning. I, I've done a huge amount of NLP work and life purpose coaching and, and journal therapy work, and and I've literally just finished my my master coach, and and that's that's been incredible. To sort of yes, I've learning and, and growth is is a huge interest and and value that I guess it's achievement and it's brilliance that those those two values are really important to me so it started out being quite a cathartic process maybe even a selfish process that I needed to go through myself but in doing so other people have joined me on that journey and how does that feel I mean are you would you, be, would you well you tell me does it is something you feel proud do you feel it's a curiosity what how does it feel deep down for you? Oh, incredibly proud. It's, yeah, proud and knowing that it is a, a lease of life or an opportunity where people can be themselves. They come on the show and, and they relax. They share things that they haven't shared elsewhere. And it's a similar to your show. You have that same space that you hold for your guests too. And what I love about that is that people then want to recommend others. They want to share it. They want to be a part of the focus on why message. So it's it's more than just another podcast out in the ether. It's more than that. It's it it has just become a way of life. And and I I, I can't quite describe it. it. Often when you can't find the words, it's because it is from that sort of why space. It is from that sort of very personal space that you you can't always articulate but I just knew that it was something that I I wanted to create I wanted to have that piece of me in in a different way because I'm I'm not the person that needs to do the 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 Facebook lives and I like to be more in the background even though I'm an extrovert there's a lot of introverted ways that I approach things and I just wanted this to be a different space that I held for other people and I feel like I've really achieved that what's I mean what for you is the nicest feedback you can get from anyone or you know that nicest feeling what what makes it all worthwhile well understanding how I receive love in terms of Gary Chapman's five love languages words of affirmation and and sort of acts of service are my two ways that I really respond to and so when people do share 
what they get out of the podcast. It, I mean, it, it literally fills me to the brim. I, and and I, that's why, I, and I know it's, it sounds it sounds really odd, but if I just get that that sort of DM and where people have shared what it's then meant to them, what they've then gone on to do, that's it. That that for me is everything. It's it's brilliant. And one message that I I had early on was that I was the water to a seed that they had planted a long time ago. And and I just thought, what a great metaphor, what a great way of describing what the podcast has meant to them. It's quite the honour, really, isn't it? And it's 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 something that keeps giving. That's the beauty of podcasting, right? It's you know, it's 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 a passive asset, if if you want to put it that way. It just keeps going and going. Is that the way you see it? Is it something that's you know allows people to digest in their own time and redigest? Yeah, I've been prolific. Yeah as I have you with the number of episodes and I had quite a lot of people reach out and say we can't keep up you're putting out too many episodes that we can't keep listening there's so many out there we want to listen to them all but the, and I said look it doesn't matter that it just take them as and when this isn't a race this isn't a you need to listen to every single one as and when you've got the time just pick one and, and listen to it and for me there aren't there aren't going to be enough episodes because there, there are so many people that I want to share what they're doing and, and why they're doing it. So I feel like this is a bit of a life project now. And and I, I didn't realize that that was what it was going to be. But absolutely, I feel like that every time I meet someone and, and they they or I get messages in my inbox all the time saying I'd love to share why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, I'd love to have everybody on. Uh, but I, I also have other things that I need to do. And the sort of two episodes a week at the moment is is enough. I did start out with four and four a week and, and I loved it. I mean, to be fair, if I could do this all day, every day, that's what I would do. And it probably will be at some point. That is what I do. And I will flip the, the number of episodes that I do there. But there is no single entry point. You can just pick up at any of them. The reflections episodes again. You can listen to them before you listen to the episodes. I don't tend to use any spoilers there. They are like reverse trailers. You can listen to it and then go back and listen to the episodes. So, yeah, I I, I just love it. it. It's just I just feel like I'm at home when I'm in the podcast space. I mean, that's very telling, isn't it? When someone says, you know, it's something I could do all day, every day. That that in itself is a it's a real telltale for why it's you know it means what it means. You know, and tell me this, what, what makes a great guest? What's, what do you, you know, where really sort of fills you up in terms of, you know, thinking, God, that was, that was a brilliant episode. What are the, what are the sort of typical factors that you see? I love it when I kind of stump them with a question, not, not in the sense that I, it's that uncomfortable space, but in a space where they hadn't thought of it from that perspective, or they hadn't thought about something in, in and then they have that revelation themselves they have that not not as far as an epiphany but certainly an enlightened moment where they've they've listened to themselves and they then start to think oh oh that's why oh and I, I love those moments those are my favorite and you know I'm not here to to be big drama I'm not here to to sort of rock the boats and and make people feel uncomfortable or share things that they they don't want to do that's that's not the point and I'm not here for that dramatic sort of I don't know news headline kind of of episodes 
what I'm here to do is, is to help people to understand more about themselves, whether that be the guest or whether that be from the, in the audience. And so if those moments come through for the guest, they often then become moments for the, for the audience as well. So they're my, my favorite type of guests, although I can't say I've got a favorite guest or, or anything like that. That's like, you know, deciding between children here, Pete. <laughs> Listen, there's always one you can pick for the day, you know, but no, I get it. You know, it's like saying, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's an unfair thing, you know, but how many people do you think do know their, their why and they know themselves? I mean, you talk about listening to yourself and things, but how many people have you found actually are clear not, you know, and I suppose, especially with your NLP and your, your master practitioner training, sometimes you can see between the words. Do, do you find sometimes a bit of a gap? The majority of people who come on the show have thought about why they're coming on the show. So they're prepped, they're ready, they're, they, they are much more versed than if I just picked on somebody randomly and said, you know, come, come on and talk about this now. They would probably be uncomfortable or hadn't really thought about it. So I don't know what the statistics are. I don't know in terms of the population who has an understanding of their purpose or who doesn't. And Gallup do studies and they, they bring the numbers to the table of those who are in work who are unfulfilled. And often those who are unfulfilled haven't got a clear purpose. So you could use those statistics in terms of a benchmark. But I, I, would, I would say that the majority of people I speak to are pretty clued up. So it makes for a great conversation. And but there are a lot of people who stumble across the podcast and then reach out to me and say, oh, my goodness, this is exactly what I needed. You know, I've been at a crossroads or I, I feel like I'm in a washing machine. I don't know which way is up, you know. That, that, so for me it, it, and for, well, for the audience, it's a guide, you know, and choose, choose different voices to, to be aligned with, whichever works for you as a starting point. You know, we're all on different journeys. We, we all have different starting points. We've all got different destinations. And so it's it's not a case of this is the way. There is no one way. There, there are so many different routes in life. And that's what's so magical. It's why every story is unique. Everyone who comes on is unique. And they don't need to have this huge mission. You know, it can be a very personal, it can be a, a smaller mission. But if it lights them up, fantastic. And when you're speaking to people, I mean, do you, do you have to decide how far down the rabbit hole you want to take them? Because, I mean, being a, you know, an NLP master practitioner, I mean, there's, that's an incredibly powerful tool, but not everyone wants to come on and feel like they've just been grilled, right? So you, you kind of have to find a healthy level. I mean, is that something you do naturally or is it something that you have to, to choose to do? So it's very much in the guest control. So I won't pull out anything that I know out of the context of the conversation. So I may know someone really well and or, or, or may have done some research on them before the interview. But I wouldn't use any of that information in the space. So I am totally in that moment listening to what they've just shared. So I don't take them down spaces where they're not comfortable because they're, take, they're sharing what they're happy to share. And we've already spoken before the episode and said, that's what the plan is. That's how it's going to work. So they're in control of the conversation. And if they share something where I feel that we could 
go deeper I will say tell me a bit more about that so it's still again in their space it's not I'm not taking them into any uncomfortable areas so yeah I, I guess that's a that's a skill it's a it's ability to listen you know I'm not thinking oh I need to ask this question that I've prepared it's in the moment I'm, I'm writing down what they've shared using their words back at them and absolutely, the linguistic skills from that. I mean, I've got a degree in linguistics, so I also done my NLP work. But it is a do with process. It's not a do to. You know, you're working with the guest, and it's very much a case of helping them to share their message in their words, not mine. Mm. Well, it's very, very powerful. And tell me, is there is there anything that you'd like to say but wouldn't say on the show? I mean, are there things you hold back in? I don't think so. I think it's difficult to say because I'm very aware that everything that I'm hearing, even though I'm thinking, oh, what would the audience want to hear? I can't speak for the whole audience. You know, I can't speak for who's listening. Everything I say is is a projection in some form of my own reality of what I've experienced. And and, and so I have to I try to stay as neutral as I can. I try to, but, but of course, there's always going to be bias. There's always going to be something that it piques my interest or, but I, I do try and listen. And, and that's why sometimes when I'm jotting the notes down, I see the words back at me as opposed to sometimes being led down as you say a rabbit hole or led down something that's piqued my curiosity but I, you know I, I try I, I, it, I it's difficult to to not do that it's difficult so the conversation could go in so many different ways and often when I'm I'm listening back in my reflections I, I, I hear things that they shared that I might have missed and of course I, you can't you can't reflect on everything you can't pick up on everything you have to in the moment choose where you think is, is most relevant to that particular guest and in the context of what they're sharing. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. I try and be diverse. So if there's something similar to, to what another guest would have said, I will pick up on something different. So we're, we're bringing new things to the table all the time. But again, you know, it's, it's a case of each guest has such a an incredible story and sometimes they they don't even realize that what they're sharing that they, they sort of say oh yeah I wasn't expecting to talk about that today at all I thought we were going to talk about this so yeah that they, those are my favorite moments when that they get surprised as well and and during that do you find is is there certain places you have a curiosity do you find yourself you know going down a certain path and that's like a bit of a guilty pleasure for you there's certain areas I don't know if there's any guilty pleasures to be fair, the whole podcast is my guilty pleasure. Just being in this space is, you know, it's enough. We just, you know, it, so really it, every conversation is, is just fabulous. And it, what I, what I love is, is often when I look back at the recording and each episode is between 15 and 20% me speaking and the guest, you know, has that majority of time. And sometimes I could ask, three questions in the whole 45 minutes and and that's incredible because that's people are then start to ask their own questions and and they start to to sort of challenge what they're saying and, and then say oh is it because of that or is it and I just and I just sit back and let it go and and that for me is is as much joy as 
any of the any of the conversations, even the ones where there may be more of a, a 60-40 split, that they are few and far between. And a lot of people said, you know, we want to hear more of you. And yet I know that in the space, in that moment, it is more one-sided from the guest. And that's where I use the reflections to then use my opportunity to, to voice, to use my voice. Because I hear other podcasts and sometimes they're they're so led or that the, the host speaks over the guest and you just think, oh, they've just missed that golden moment. They were just about to share something and you were so busy talking about what you wanted to say and you have your opinion in that moment. And it wasn't actually relevant. It didn't add anything to the space in that, in that time. There are times when it does. And often they're saying pretty much what the, the guest has just said anyway. I'm just um, I'm curious the way you, you know, you talk so much about listening. And is that a, would you call it almost like a superpower for you? Is that something that comes naturally and it's something you enjoy? Because listening is quite a skill in itself, right? I love listening. I'm I'm one of those people that when when we're out in a group, I probably speak very little after the whole time. I just absorb. I absorb. I absolutely love it. I really, even though I'm an extrovert, and I said it earlier, I I just love hearing what other people have to say, and I spend a lot of time reflecting on that, especially when we're, when I'm in in group situations and. Yeah, I don't know. It, listening is a superpower, I guess. It's it's something I find very easy to do. I find it very. I, I feel it fills me up. It fills my batteries up. I feel like it's it's just. I think it's that retention or or attention to information. I, I I really like storing it and and then I can use it and apply it other times. It's information's a power. Do, do you get a chance to be listened to enough in your life, do you think? Yeah, I've got an incredible husband who does a lot of listening. We've been together 26 years. We we, we just celebrated our 20th ma- year of, of being married this year. And he's he's incredible. He we're both he's he is an introvert, and but we do his favorite or his love language is quality time. And so we spend a lot of time talking, a lot of time listening. To what we have and we've we've been really good friends for years you know for, for all 26 years that we've been together and it's it's fantastic mm. so yeah I do have someone yeah that's great I mean that's because that can be the thing especially when you're taking on other people's words and energy and listening with such intent it, it can be draining right it can be positive but it could, uh, you know self-preservation is that something you have to look out for absolutely yeah and uh, I I probably don't take enough time out. My my sort of self-preservation is sleep because I'm such a good sleeper. So I, I literally, I, I'm i 100% work from waking up to going to bed and, and then it's like a, a, an on-off switch. It really is that polar. But yeah, it, it's important to do that. But you, you say about taking energy, it, it doesn't. It doesn't, for some reason the work I do doesn't detract energy from me. I don't feel exhausted at the end of the day. There have been jobs where I have had that, but this one, you know, working and coaching and, and podcasting, I don't have that. 
don't have that exhaustion and, and that can be that can be sort of detrimental in some way because I, I just I, I easily the days will just disappear and I'm like oh I better go and say hello to everybody in the house you know <laughs> so um but yeah I I know I I, I just love it I don't know how I didn't spot it sooner you know something this is the thing I don't do regrets but yeah if I'd known that there was going to be this much fun I would have done it 20 years ago well wouldn't we all I mean we all learn all the time right you know it's it's you know you as a person how do you think you've evolved through this this time and, and hearing all these different reflections oh, every day's a school day Pete isn't it you know there's 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 so much that I have changed and evolved and just become a better person in so many different respects and that's that's a good thing that's a good thing for everybody you know for the relationships I'm in and in terms of being a mum being a partner being being a wife being a daughter being a sister you know all, all the different forms that it takes I've become a, I would say a better person in all of those elements being more aware of the needs of others just because of being exposed to so many people. I used to work in recruitment. And so I used to be, again, surrounded by people who needed different things, who were looking for different things. So I, I, that variety has always been an important factor for me. It's one of my values and to have that diversity in life and to have that difference of, of input. So I'm, I'm very aware that this, again, serves what I wanted. I don't like to be pigeonholed. I don't like to be put into one particular space. I, I, I do really have that desire and that need for a variety. Yeah, it is, isn't it? That, that variety of hearing different people's goals and whys and all that. Is that an inspiration for you? That just, you know, the other, what other people want in life? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's just knowing that every person that comes to you with a challenge is a challenge, you know, and, and that's great. Uh, but it's about helping them to discover that they have the answers. And for, particularly from the coaching perspective, mentoring is different. So, you know, showing people the steps, that's also rewarding in itself. But coaching, I, I just love because I love being able to use the questions and the tools that I have to help people to to work it out for themselves because that's so rewarding so talk to us so when someone someone you know guest is on the show and they're talking what what do you do what's what's going on in in amy's brain what's happening behind the you know behind the facade as such as a butterfly i literally am flitting all over the place <laughs> it's a crazy crazy butterfly and it has been always my art teacher said to me uh, that i had a butterfly mind in my school report and I think I took it as a positive. I think I took it as a as a, 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 a positive attribute. I think very early on when you're at school, you can be told things and, and they can be detrimental. And actually, you know, they're your assets. It, you know, use, use the, the, the things that have been there always as your assets. And, and being a butterfly and being able to, to sort of flit it from one thing to another can have its benefits. So yeah, lots of things are going on in my brain and I'm, you know, again, it's like, oh, I could go there. Oh no, let's go there. Oh, that sounds good. And, but yes, I'm still listening. I'm still, you know, in the moment and yes, I'm writing notes, but nothing else is, is happening. You know, I've got that sort of focus on, on the guest and what they're sharing. 
and yeah so there's there's lots <laughs> there's lots of things going on and do you find does does the sort of the flow of the conversation or the next question does it just come to you or do you tend to follow a, a sort of a set pattern and script no, it's totally free flow. It really is. There's there's no script. There's no set. I have three set questions in my whole podcast. The first one is, what is it you're up to at the moment? And then it's like, thanks for coming on the show. How can people get in contact with you? And then what are your final words? Those are the only three things that I have as a structure for the show. The rest is all filled in in the moment. So sometimes there'll be a couple of things that I'll pull out and and, and that's what people really have commented on is the questions that I've I've put all together within the this in the within the moment and they're often their words more, more often so but sometimes it may be pulling it from different areas of 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 purpose of of questioning questions that I've I have asked in but formed differently but yeah that the the linguistic ability for me is what I really revel in it's it's being able to ask that great question and and form it in the moment is my kind of challenge that I'm setting myself during that space if there is any sort of conscious processing going on that's what I'm doing it comes across you're quite a wordy in the nicest possible way <laughs> it's like, which is great in your in your sort of opinion, how close do you think the words we use are are to the feelings and the emotions that we have? How, how closely tied are they? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. So I'm a very visual person, and a lot of what I describe is in that sense. In in and also I use a lot of feelings. I, I didn't realize that I, I I use that language a lot as well. And ironically, it's not always a space that I'm publicly share, but in this space, I feel really comfortable to talk about feelings and talk about you know, how I, I feel in, in this, this space. But it's very visual, a lot of metaphors, a lot of uh, water metaphors I, I reflected on recently, that as particularly in your episode, there are a lot of water metaphors. And yeah, I, I don't know how you can not, use language or use our wordy it was funny I, I someone pulled me up when I was doing a presentation and I said yes podcasting is very much in its naissance and they said sorry what <laughs> I said oh yes you know like the you know naissance and it's sort of early birthing and uh, yeah so maybe I do use some words I grew up in Stratford-upon-Avon I grew up surrounded by Shakespeare and all things Shakespeare I, I had my grandfather was an author my Parents are both historians and, and, and English literature students and, and very fond of surrounded by books. Books are probably my guilty pleasure. You talked about that earlier, but so words in its sense, I, I guess they they are my, my absolute love. I love words. Do, do you tend to make up words? Or are you happy with the ones that <laughs> exist? Uh, yeah, I make up words um, also, yeah, all the time. I used to make up quite a few words when I was a kid. I used to love the library as a child uh, because it was a, a place where you could go and you could, there was all this incredible knowledge on the shelves. And I love the feeling of books. It's very kinesthetic sort of tactile thing that you could have. And then that knowledge of you could choose 10 and that would be great. Bring them home. <clears throat> but 
as as a 16 year old I was told one of my career opportunities was a librarian and I was like no that that's not big enough an aspiration don't be so ridiculous how dare you say be a librarian and there's nothing against librarians here it's just I was quite a competitive person I didn't see how you could go up the career ladder with that but then I I have really reflected that essentially that's what I'm doing now I'm a creator of stories I'm collecting stories I am a modern type librarian so life does come full circle from that six-year-old kid who used to stamp her books uh, with the dates and all sorts of things to you know the the 46-year-old who is now a, a curator of stories and that's so true isn't it I mean you, you know you get to sort of meet someone, you know, sort of stamp them out or stamp them in, whichever way you're going. You know, you have your time and, you you know, you get to hear the story and come across and then you you put them back, you know, put them back on the shelf. Right. So it's, there's, there's a real crossover and analogy there. Right. Yeah. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because they, they, the, the saying goes that you essentially what you did as a child without being stopped, what you love doing is is something that you you know should or could or or perhaps would benefit from pursuing in your later years and yeah I mean you'd find me absolutely buried in the book at all times when I was a kid in a different world and is that do you think I was is that the imagination is that escapism pleasure what what was it you know can you think all of those absolutely all of those being able to escape into a world and, and being, I think with, with having that visual superpower of, or, or not a superpower, it's, it's just a, it's a dominance of, of being able to conjure up the whole world that the book is, is describing for you. And, and then understanding that that is your own reality and then you get to choose that. And I used to love those books where you could choose the different routes. You could sort of choose the different pages, go to page this and then and then go off. And I did, if I didn't like that one, I would go back to where I was and, and go off on a different route. And, you know, you get to choose. And that, I guess choice is something that I've I've always loved. But, you know, as a, as a young kid, I would I can remember now just sitting in my in my room curled up on a beanbag and just hours hours and hours disappearing into different worlds so what what's your favorite way to digest a book is it well one is it physical is it auditory and where is your go-to where do you sort of squirrel the book away to yeah so i i still need to read it i love listening to books and, and when i'm driving i will be absolutely listening to a book every every moment of downtime walking there's a book or a podcast but it, it, for me, seeing the words makes a difference. And, and I, as an English student at, at school, I would be able to tell you where anything was. If someone read out a quote, I'd be able to say whether it was on the left side or the right side of a page. So I, I would be able to find that particular passage straight away. It was always, it was a bit of a game. You know, people would read it out and say, right, and I'd find it straight away. I had that recall. So it is very visual. But the connection with words, and for me, to images, are really strong. Cracking a spine? Good thing, bad thing? No, you can't do that. <laughs> you must never do that. But, yeah, I like. But I'm I'm happy now. I will write in a in a book. I will, but only in pencil. I can't do pen. Okay, highlighting. <sighs> I can see the OCD coming in. It's like, oh my god, I know. 
I'm just thinking, have I actually highlighted? Uh, I don't think. I feel like I've just sworn at your kids or something. You know, I feel like I've just offended <laughs> somebody. Yeah, I I, I'm happy to highlight my notes, but I can't highlight a book. Yeah, it's just for weird. Like, why not? I don't know. But I, I guess it, I just hold them in such high reverence. You know that this they are, which is which is one of the reasons why I, I'm yet to still write a book. It's what yep. holds me back. Mm. Yeah, it's the, it's yet it's it's there. It, there's there's several different strands happening, but yet to get it published. What would be the conditions to to write and publish something? What would you need to happen? It has to be of value. It has to be of interest. The the compilations of of the podcasts I've been ca- sort of collating over these. 200 episodes there is so much content in there and there's so much value so it's distilling that and putting it into a format that's digestible and that is of value to the book audience so it's just understanding how that's going to present itself and once I've got that clear picture then I'll be able to to pull that together I mean it's interesting you talk about the picture and you talk about you know almost the imagination here it's how imaginative would you be? Is, is visualization part of your creative process? Yeah, it's, it, it is. I, I, everything starts with visions for me. I see the end pictures and when I can see what it looks like, then I can pull it together. So for, for anything with the podcast, I knew straight away what the artwork would look like. I knew what the logo would look like. I, I knew how it would all be pulled together. And the same for when I'm doing house transformations, you know, I can picture that house as I walk in it and it's completely finished, but literally as I'm stepping through the door doing a viewing. Well, that's fascinating, isn't it? So what have you learned then from sort of human behavior? 200, you know, 200 deep conversations in, you know, what what has human behavior taught you? That we're all so fascinating that it's, life is so transient as well. You know, it, we're, we're here such a short time and that sort of mortality catches me several times a day and, and it, it pull, pulls me sort of out of any kind of procrastination or any kind of, of, of not down times, but more non-productive times just because I just every moment is wasted if if it's not spent doing something productive or worthwhile and yeah it it does sort of shake me by the shoulders a lot and in terms of come on keep going keep going this is this is all you have so make the most of it do you, and do you feel that you're you're playing catch up or do you feel like you're sort of I'm I'm kind of thinking almost like you know Alice in Wonderland here. You know that like you're you know got to hurry, got to hurry because we're going somewhere somewhere to go to. Which which do you think it is? Is it a you know you pulling towards the future or you know pushing or what way does it feel? There is an element of that for sure. There's also an element of enjoying the moments and and it's hard. I do feel that there's a a pull into the next moment before I've even stopped and enjoyed the, the present moment. There there is that for sure. There's always a, a betterment. There's always a, an improvement to be made. There's always a, a learning to be taken. And every time there's a learning, you think, okay, so how can I then 
apply that. So that 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 is the way that I I look at or I perceive moments is is and that's quite hard because <laughs> it's it can be exhausting to be fair. You know, just just enjoy the moment, Amy. Don't don't always try and and overthink it. But yeah, I it's that butterfly mind of being pulled in all different directions. Do you hear voices? Lots of <laughs> you you asked me this before. Uh, when and I was like, <laughs> I hear voices. Uh, yeah, that, that, but it is only just the one voice. It's just it's just me going. Come on, off you go. Get on, get get on with things. Yeah, it's fabulous though, isn't it? When it's when it's well, I suppose when it's in in behaving itself, right? Those voices. Yeah. How about you, Pete? What, what do you have voices? I used to have a couple. I've actually done away all bar one now. It's like same thing it used to be like almost competing voices yeah so it's um it's down to one which is great but you do have to watch the language you know and it's that okay oh i've noticed a little little change in tone or pessimism or positivity or whatever so it's just um you know this fascination i, I suppose for me i've i've probably unintentionally found my spirituality has probably grown quite a bit through this and that's something I find has evolved. I mean, is there certain parts of you you found have evolved more or less than others going listening, you know, and, and going through 200 episodes? Yeah, absolutely. And, and being aware of all the different ways that we can tap into ourselves, whether that literally be sort of tapping but or or just understanding more about our energy, about how we can affect change within ourselves is has been really enlightening and you know how can i not take on the the learnings and the wisdom from each of the guests each time it, uh, you know i feel it that they it is it is being absorbed it's been taken on and and that 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 is fantastic i mean it's just i feel that's a, a privilege almost you know it really is an incredible privilege to to be exposed to to this much wealth in in life is is phenomenal I mean, if you were to have a magic wand and there's a certain part of most interviews you want the people to actually hear and actually genuinely hear and, and take on board, is there a certain part that you really think if everyone got this, the world would be a different place? Yeah, people hear what they they need to hear or want to hear when they're ready. So it's just a difficult one. And we we all have these the different realities of, of the worlds that we live in. And so it, it what's right for for me may not be right for others and that's where when I'm interviewing the reflections I have are very much a case of trying to be as neutral as I can without that bias kicking in of of my experiences of my insights of my uh, you know my take on things my values you know they they all they all affect how I then use questions so Magic wand, you know, I used to every year blow out those candles on a birthday cake. And my my wish every year was to, to have a magic wand. Now you've asked me whether I actually would use it. I don't know how I would use my magic wand. And tell me through all this, I mean, have you become clear in terms of your purpose and your legacy? Is that your calling, if you want to put it that way? Has that become clearer for you? 
Yeah, it's it's really simple. I'm just on a mission to help other people find purpose in life. It 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 really is as, as simple as that. And the podcasting helps do that, not only helping them to to share their message, but also to help people to create their own podcast to share their message on a platform where I know is just a fantastic medium to do, to do this, to share what it is they have in their life. And it becomes a living legacy. And yeah, I, I don't see a better medium to do that. I have noticed how generous you are with your time and your information when it comes to this, which is, I think in itself is quite telling, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I see it as, yes, I'm being generous with my time, but it, it's a worthy generosity in terms of it's it's there for people to access 24-7. So yes, it's an hour of my time each time, but it's it was a, a well worth use of my time. It, it wasn't a, a live that's just disappeared off the feed, you know, after a while, you know, it's there, it's accessible and it's, it's a resource. It's, a, it's an asset. It's an asset for me, but it's an asset for anybody who can then use it. I guess it, it is exactly that library. They can, you know, they can pull that book out or pull that episode out as and when they want to digest it and, and move on. Well, it's, a, it's a beautiful way. And, and what's your preferred method that people will hear it? Do you think it's a, is it an in the car long journey or how would you like people to hear it in its best form? Now that's for individuals. They will have their different ways of, of receiving information. Some people like to do it when they're exercising or walking. <laughs> I have been told that my podcast is, is a, you know, a health issue, a danger because they're so engrossed in their, the, the episodes that they they didn't stop working out <laughs> so they, were, they always fell off their exercise bike at the end of it because they'd just been listening they're so intent on listening so yeah it comes with a health warning now but yeah there's there's no right or, or wrong way everybody will choose to to digest it in their own way what a lovely compliment i can't walk because i've over exercised thanks to listening to your show <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant that's a win-win, right? You know. So tell me, I mean, looking forward, where do you see it going? I mean, what's what's on there, and is there any particular sort of guests that are, you know, on the on the sort of the bucket list, the goal list? Yeah, there's some. I'd like to take this show into a a bigger arena. I feel that it's got the capacity to do that, whilst also holding on to the origins. Well, you know why this podcast was formed it's not about promoting people who are already big names it's not about that it's about understanding who you are and why you do what you do and everybody on this planet has that ability and that opportunity to do that it's just a case of choice it's a case of understanding and of pausing to take the time to understand why they do what they do so yeah there's scope for the show to to go bigger to to you know there's there's more countries to to sort of be exposed to to share the message potentially it may go into a a live show something where it becomes more of a, a tv based show if if it if it wants to if it's if that's what people 
are interested in. I haven't used any of the videos yet. I've got all of those in you know archive waiting to be released. So it was just a matter of of time, uh, of my time to to re get them repurposed into that space. I haven't done that yet. So that's that's an opportunity to share all of that at some point. Mm. That's great. I mean, it's, it's great to see all those opportunities and all those you know, ideas that are are sitting there waiting for you. So for you, what what's your why? And also, what would you say is the most common why from the guests? A lot of people say that their why is their family. But I see that as a, a given, you know, that that's kind of, yeah, that's that kind of not for everyone you know sometimes it, it's not for me life is all about the people that we spend time with the, the things we create with one another and knowing that what we do today will shape the future shape what happens tomorrow and the way that we live so for me the the why is very much linked to that it's it's about creating a better future and with the knowledge that we have, with the application of the knowledge, with the understanding that we can all become better versions of, of who we were yesterday. So knowing that, I can't unknow that. That's, that's just kind of the way it is now for me. And until something else comes up, that's, that's what I'm pursuing. And if, if you were to try and describe the show without actually describing the show, comparing it to other things, how, how would you sort of put that across? I mean, maybe to other shows, to, to books or something. What's, what's the best way of describing it? It's that conversation you have with a stranger that you weren't expecting, that you cross paths and maybe, you know, maybe have that conversation with someone on an airplane or a random conversation, and it changes something for you. It changes that way of thinking that you maybe had, and you then can't think any other way. And so how do I describe that as, is that, is that passing, crossing of paths with someone who you now feel more enriched for having spoken to them so it's yeah it's it's that random random collision that sliding doors that serendipitous moment can I compare it to something else um well I mean I think the closest is 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 one is your show in terms of fire in the belly and and what that does because you get to the heart of, of the matter in in longer form than mine you know, it was is much more of an exploratory episode where people can really go de deep dive and and I've, I've shared that it was absolutely my favorite episode that I've done my favorite interview that I've ever done and I've listened when I listen back to it I'm just going wow where did that come from and so yeah that's that's about as close as I can compare it to wow it's beautiful. Uh, and are you clear what you're capable of? Do you do you get a full insight into that? I don't think so. I, I think my husband has been my biggest champion for so many years, and he's seen the potential, and he 
has always supported me. And every day when I achieve something else, he's like, yeah, well, I knew that. And I was like, well, why don't you tell me so? He said, yeah, I have been telling you so. So I don't, I don't always see what I'm capable of, but it, it becomes more and more clear as the days go by. And yeah, you know, there's, there's more there. There's more to do. There's more fun to have, more work to do, more places to explore. So yeah, watch this space. I find it fascinating, even as you, even if you talk about the episodes and things like that, it's almost hypnotizing and very calming on you. That's what comes across. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the podcasting space slows me down hmm. because I am hundred miles an hour and I do get a lot of things done. People say I'm really organized and do you have a different length of day than everybody else because of what you achieve? No. I just, as I said before, I love what I'm doing. And and I do find that this particular space is incredibly nurturing, therapeutic and rewarding space. So the butterfly version of Amy, what color, size, shape, what is it? Well, it, it's, it's like a purple, blue, gorgeous, bright, probably the color of my shirt, if you could see it, which is a, like an electric blue yeah blue a bit of a favorite color for you it is yeah this this particular electric blue is is my favorite color is this your lucky shirt <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah wow it's amazing it's amazing and tell me what's something that not many people know about you i'm really creative in bizarre things when i was getting married i couldn't find a tiara that i wanted so I made my own and then I made some for my bridesmaids. And then I got asked to make tiaras and fascinators for other people's weddings. And yeah, I can pull together all sorts of things with crystals and feathers and beads and wire. So wh wherever there's a void or there's a lack of something that I can't uh, find what I want, I can I tend to make it. And I think that's what happened with this podcast. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just created something that I felt was a void. Well, and what's a favourite waste of time for you? In a positive way. Favourite waste of time. I love films. I love watching movies. And absolutely will lose hours doing that. I love also going on walks with my dog. So, yeah, walking or watching movies. Or reading books clearly <laughs> absolutely so tell us what's something you would like everyone to take away from both your show and from really the insights that you've learned that there is so much more to life and sometimes you can get caught up in the melee of life you can get caught up in the the daily routines that you you don't realize that weeks months years have passed so it's more a case of I say it, you know, it's my, my whole, whole thing is have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. And it sounds quite methodical and process driven, those sort of three elements, but they don't have to be. You take those in your own frame, into your own framework of, of living and having the purpose is there's huge scope that that can be anything. Having a plan, again, it can be whatever form you take that in and the focus on why 
is, is, is the grounding piece that also allows you to be free, to have choice, to have the flexibility to build, fulfill yourself, to, to find those, those moments that are what you desire. And I say it a lot, but you know, it's, it's a case of you can, when you do work that is fulfilling, you know, you're not just filling in the moments. So it's a, definitely a case of stopping filling in the moments and, and do fulfilling work. Wow. Well, Amy, I'm delighted and massive con congratulations on the 200th episode. It's a, a massive milestone. It's a beautiful milestone and it's a beautiful reflection. So thank you for that. Here's the next 200 and more. So, um, yeah, thank you for lending me the mic today on your show. It's been absolutely awesome. I'm, I appreciate, you know, you shared so much here and, and I know the listeners will really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Well, thank you, Pete, for again, teasing out from me something that, well, many things that I, I wasn't expecting to share today because when we first sat down today, I, I had a plan as I do. I had a purpose to what I thought this episode was going to be and Pete challenged me on that. And I just want to say thank you because I really enjoyed what you've achieved or what you've you've uh, pulled out of me today. And I hope that there's been some value today to the listeners in terms of exploring what's possible, exploring where life is going to take you or where you're going to take life more, more to the point uh, by taking responsibility and having that ability to respond to what's available to you just exploring life more. So thank you, Pete. I really appreciate it. Well, what a beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.